Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. Live, we love, we serve. Amen, amen. And we're so grateful uh, for those of you who are in the building today, but we are grateful for those of you who are tuning in from all over the world. And we welcome you into this worship experience. The same God that is with us here in this building is the same God that is with you wherever you are. So God bless you. And thank you for being with us on this morning. Amen. Um, and so if you will grab your Bibles. Amen. Anybody got a Bible? Just raise it up for you. Hey, 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 hey. I still got some Bibles in the house. Um, Anybody got your Bible on your phone? Hallelujah. Hey, hey, hey. Got a Bible app. Uh, Turn with me to um, Romans, um, the fifth chapter. Um, We're going to be actually looking in two different um, texts today, Romans and Philippians. So it'll be Romans, uh, the fifth chapter, verses three through five. And then Philippians, the first chapter, verses 11, sorry, verses, verse 12, just one verse there. Romans 5, 3 through 5, and Philippians 1 and 12. And I'm going to read that in um, NRSV and then also in the Message Bible. Amen. And when you found it, just say, man, amen. If you lead a little time, just say, hold up, hold up. Oh, y'all got it. Okay. Y'all ain't turning and flipping pages and trying to find out where it is. Y'all just putting it in the text. Amen. All right. I like it. Romans 5. um, And it reads. And not only that, but we also boast in our afflictions, knowing that affliction produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. And in the message, that same text reads, there's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed and in trouble because we know how trouble can develop passionate patience in us. And how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. In alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling shortchanged. Quite the contrary, we can't round up enough containers to hold 
everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. That's good. All right, let's look at that text in Philippians. Philippians 1 and 12. And it just reads, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually resulted in the progress of the gospel. In the, in our, in the, in the, in the message Bible, it says, I want to report to you, friends, that my imprisonment here has had the opposite of its intended effect. Instead of being squelched, the message has actually prospered. Let's pray. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. May your troubles keep you near the cross. And may your struggles prove that you need God. And may your battles in the way they should. And may your bad days prove that God is good. And may your whole life prove that God is good. Hallelujah. 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 God, we bless your name. We thank you and we love you. For truly we recognize that if it had not been for you on our side, we have no idea where we would be today. And so we say thank you for this day. We say thank you for this moment. We say thank you for this worship experience and all that it is and all that it's doing in us right now. Our hearts are open. Our minds are open. Our spirits are open to you, O oh Lord. So speak to us. Allow your words to penetrate our hearts that we might recognize faith with faith, words with faith, that we might remember that we are stronger than even our worst challenge and our worst pain. God, allow me to be your messenger of light and life. Stand tall in me, O oh God that these, your children, will hear you more than they see me. And we give you the honor, and we give you the glory, and we give you the praise, and we say together, amen, amen, amen. amen. I just want to read 
that Philippians chapter once more, that one in 12 in the Message Bible, where Paul writes, I want to report to you, friends, that my imprisonment here has had the opposite of its intended effect. Instead of being squelched, the message has actually prospered. Won't you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, sometimes trouble is transportation. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, sometimes trouble is transportation. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. As you take your seats, hmm, sometimes trouble can just be transportation, getting us to where God wants and needs us to be. I don't know about you, but um, the past couple of weeks, um, the news has been really hard to watch and sometimes even harder to read. Um, it seems that our nation is experiencing what some would call the great rollback. Uh, from the January 6th insurrection hearings, where we are witnessing uh, the details surrounding an attempt to overthrow our democracy, to the Supreme Court rulings making it easier for 18-year-olds to get guns than it is for them to go to college. Uh, keeping in mind that when the Second Amendment was written, we did not have AR-15s, machine rifles. It's been hard. Um, realizing that the separation of church and state, those lines are becoming even more blurry as the courts have said that the government will pay for all education, including religious education. And while our first thoughts might go to, ooh, I can send my child to Catholic school and the government's gonna pay for it. What we don't realize is that there are many schools in our nation um, that have their own version of history, that they are teaching their own version of what happened back then and what's happening even today. And now um, some of those offensive views, some of those radical uh, views, some of those extremist views are going to be funded by our nation. It's been hard. Uh, with the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Um, and while Christians are being usurped into thinking that this is a moral issue, uh, this is by no means a moral issue. Uh, it's about power and control over women's bodies. Uh, and for black women in particular who know what it is to be raped, who know what it is to face higher mortality rates among women, uh, who know what it is to have less access to health care, um, and the fact that the courts are not even considering rape or incest. It's hard to watch. Because what we recognize is that those women and families with means will be able to fly to New York, 
Florida, New Jersey, and states where abortion will continue to be legal. But it'll be the poor women who'll be going down the block to miss so-and-so with the hanger. Oh, we're in trouble. It's hard times. It's dark times. It's been dark times. And we've got to be careful not to allow ourselves to be manipulated and not to let our faith and our religion to be manipulated. Because what we do know about God is that God does not force us to do anything. God wants us to choose to see where we will choose. When we take away the power of choice, we don't know who really is for who or where we stand. When we take away the power to choose. Oh, and God is big enough and bad enough to force us to do things. But with all the power that God has, God says, choose ye this day who you will serve. It's been hard to watch. Seems like we're in a dark place and as a nation. And that says nothing about what's going on in our individual lives. The sickness, the hurt, the disappointment, uh, the health problems, the mental problems. It, it doesn't say anything about what's going on in our jobs. It doesn't say anything about what's going on in our finances. So as a nation, we're in a dark place, but some of us individually even find ourselves up against trouble. Uh, and I like these scriptures that I read this morning because both of these scriptures show us uh, that the writer of these two scriptures recognizes and is familiar with what it means to be in a dark place. Philippians was a letter written by Paul to the church at Philippi. Uh, it became the 11th book in the Second Testament, it was written sometime between 61 and 62 AD um, when Paul was believed to be imprisoned at Rome or perhaps at Ephesus. Most uh, researchers believe he was in prison at Rome while he wrote this book. And it's so amazing because it really is a juxtaposition that Paul is writing this book in Philippians that seems to be such a happy book that seems to be a book that's filled with so much hope and expectation. And, and it's in this book that Paul writes uh, that we ought to rejoice always no matter what our circumstances are. We ought rejoice. It's in this book that Paul writes, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. It's in this book that Paul writes that we ought to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. It's in this book uh, that Paul writes, forgetting those things are behind me. I press toward the mark of the high calling in Jesus Christ. It's in this book that Paul writes, be content in whatever circumstances that you are in. He writes, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. This book of Philippians, Paul is letting us know that we can conquer anything because there is nothing too hard for God. This book, Paul gives us a message. It's an inspiring message. It's, it's so courageous. And, and when he puts these pens and when he writes these words, he is in prison. It's a juxtaposition 
But even in prison, Paul is showing us that he had a reason to rejoice. Imagine, imagine being in prison yourself, knowing that the United States imprisons more people than any other first world nation uh, in our world. But imagine being in prison, being persecuted, but writing in the midst of your persecution, I'm forgetting all that stuff that's behind me. I'm pressing toward the mark of the high calling. I'm pressing toward the future. Imagine being in prison and being isolated, but even in your isolation, when your mind is playing tricks on you, writing, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Imagine being in chains with chains on your arms and chains on your legs, but still writing, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Paul was in prison, but he still had hope. And some of us are here today, never been behind prison walls, but still have a trouble finding a reason to rejoice. Are so focused on what's wrong instead of focusing on what's possible, complaining and upset and angry and bitter. But I just want to ask you today, do you have a reason to rejoice? Oh, did God wake you up this morning, clothe you in your right mind? Do you have a reason to rejoice? Did you have something to eat on yesterday? Did you have some clothes to put on today? Do you have a reason to rejoice? Did you have a place to lay your head last night and a place to wake up? Do you have a reason? Come on, look at your neighbor and say, do you have a reason to rejoice? Uh, I know some things are bad, but everything ain't bad. Do you have a reason? Because if Paul can write about it, certainly we can be about it. We've just got to remind ourselves that it's just temporary. Uh, these tears, just temporary. This pain, it's just temporary. These fears are just temporary. This hurt, it's just temporary. It's just temporary. My grandma used to say, honey, I'm just passing through. <laughs> this is not our final resting place. We're just passing through. And if we can remember that we're just passing through and we can remember that this is just temporary because the last thing I went through, God gave me the power and the conviction to get through. So I know that if that didn't last forever, then this ain't gonna last forever. It's just temporary. Tell your neighbor it's just temporary. Paul teaches us not to let our circumstances determine our disposition. Uh, we can't be tossed to and fro like the wind. And when things are good, we're happy. And when things are not good, we're sad. When, when things are going right, we praise God. And when things are not working out the way we want them to, we question God. What does it look like to be a little more consistent in our faith? Paul tells us no matter what happens, I can still praise God. If I'm hungry, I can praise God. And if I'm full, I can praise God. If I'm free, 
I can praise God. And if I'm bound, I can praise God. If I have plenty, I can praise God. And if I have little, I can praise God. And I just need to know if there are five people in here that can recognize that no matter what's going on in my life, I still have a reason to rejoice no matter what's happening in the courts. Yeah, I can deal with the courts over there, but in my body, in my mind, in my spirit, I know that through God all things are possible. We, people of faith, who have experience with God, ought to watch what we say and watch how we respond because the power of life and death is in our tongues. Oh, I was looking at this and I'm just saying, Paul, how are you able to stay in this place of rejoicing in prison? When your freedom was taken away, when people are literally trying to kill you. And I hear Paul saying, well, it's the same way that you all have been able to make it through some of your worst and most challenging circumstances. It's because you have history with God. You didn't just get to know God today. You've got history with God. You know a God who brought you out. You worship a God that brought you through. You worship a God that saw you over. You worship a God that never left you, never forsake you. You worship a God that sees you, that knows you, that hears you when you pray. You've got history. Tell your neighbor, I've got history. Oh, so I'm not going to fall apart because I've got history. I'm not going to throw in the towel because I've got history. I'm not going to think about taking my life. The devil is a liar because i got history. I know what God can do. I've seen God work in the impossible. I've seen the miracles. I am a miracle. I just need about five people to say to somebody, don't be looking for a miracle. I am the miracle. I am the miracle. The fact that I'm sane is a miracle. The fact that I'm whole is a miracle. The fact that I'm alive is a miracle. Hallelujah. You are the miracle. You are the miracle. You are the miracle. The devil is a liar. It's not over. The devil is a liar. You can't make it. Come on, look at your neighbor and say you can make it. Tell them stop listening to the voices. Stop listening to the voices. They're lying to you. They're lying to you. It's not over. I feel my help coming. It's not over. And as a matter of fact, what I'm going through right now is actually providing an opportunity for me to be prepared for what's to come. 
persecution is part of the process. I've been persecuted. You've been persecuted. All God's children have been persecuted. You are not going through anything different in the way of persecution. It might look different in your circumstance, but it's still persecution. And what Paul is reminding us, that in spite of what we're going through, even the thing that we think is taking us down can actually have the opposite effect and lift us up, right? And so I really feel like the Philippians text is proof that what Paul wrote in the Romans text was true. You know, sometimes we say things and then the spirit might test us to see if we really believe what we said we believe. Sometimes we put it out there and the enemy wants to see. Do you really believe in this God the way you say you believe in this God? Sometimes we put it out there um, and the universe wants to know. Do you really have the faith that you say you do? It comes in the testing. It comes in the trials. And that's why we ought not get discouraged when trials come our way. Because it's an opportunity for us to be who we say we are. Paul writes in this text in Corinthians, ah, we boast in our afflictions. Woo! Can you imagine getting to the point in spiritual maturity where you can boast in your afflictions and not complain about them? He says we boast in our afflictions. Well, Paul, why do you boast? Well, because uh, affliction produces endurance or patience. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope doesn't put us to shame because it's our opportunity to express our faith in God. So ultimately, Paul is saying that we can boast in our affliction because affliction down the road leads us to hope. I had to do a little deep dive into that. So when I looked up afflictions, affliction is something that can cause intense or consistent pain or suffering. Um, it can be physical affliction. It can be a mental affliction. It can be an emotional, a psychological, even a spiritual affliction. Um, but it's basically great trouble. It's great suffering. It, it's, it's testing our truth and our sincerity. Afflictions are basically caused by pressure. Uh, there are different kinds of pressure. In physics, uh, pressure is defined as the physical force exerted on an object. Are y'all with me? Uh, the force applied is perpendicular to the surface of objects per unit area. So if this is you, then this is pressure, according to physics. And there are things that are pressing down on you to see how strong you really are. Can you take the pressure? Uh, in psychology, uh, pressure is defined as stress 
associated with the expectation to perform. Um, and so we have pressure coming down on us uh, based on external factors. And then we have pressure internally that helps us to perform in the midst of what's going on. Um, are you understanding what I'm saying? Um, so it kind it, it means that under pressure, you don't collapse because you're able to stand because there's something on the inside that's working on the outside that's allowing you to still be here. It's why people are surprised that you are where you are because they don't think you should have been able to make it with all of the pressure and afflictions you've been through. But somehow the grace and mercy of God has sustained you to the effect that the pressure has not crushed you. I just need about five people who recognize that I have been under some pressure that tried to crush me. Pressure that tried to take me out, and yet, here I stand, and yet, here I am, and yet, I have survived, and have fried, and I'm better for it. Now, I want to be clear, and I'm almost finished, I want to be clear, uh, I don't believe necessarily that God causes all the pressure that we experience. Uh, sometimes it may be God. Sometimes it could be the enemy. Sometimes it could be people around us. It could just be the world. But what I do believe is that whether the affliction of the pressure comes from God or comes from the enemy or comes from some external factor or even comes from inside of us, uh, that God has given us everything that we need to withstand the pressure and God has the capacity to do something good with a terrible situation. I, I want to be clear. God may not have caused the situation, but God can get the glory out of the situation. Are we all together? Um, and so um, the, we, we look at this text and we recognize that affliction um, then produces the patience um, in us. It, it's, it's just like, you know, it, we think about the babies, right? Uh, babies, uh, when they're hungry, they cry. Uh, when they're sleepy, they cry. Uh, when they need to be changed, they cry immediately because they have not lived long enough to understand patience. They haven't gone through anything to teach them patience. Um, that's why with a child, they will cry until you feed them. Uh, but once they start to get around three or four, then you can tell them dinner will be ready in about 20 minutes. Amen. And they don't then keep crying. I'm trying to help somebody right now. That sometimes we respond to our circumstances like we are a one month old. Instead of like somebody that's been through something, been through the fire, been through the child and overcome. Um, and so it is in our overcoming that we learn to wait. Uh, it's in our overcoming that we learn uh, to be still, uh, to be patient, not to try to get out early. Because uh, when we come out early, sometimes we find ourselves going back into that same situation because we didn't stay 
long enough to learn what we were supposed to learn. Um, not to try to, to get out without it being too hard because we recognize there's something there for us that God can do something with this terrible mistake that I've made and I can still come out on the other side of it redeemed. And so we learned through our afflictions to endure, to be patient, to wait for they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not get weary. They will walk and not faint. Um, and so I realized um, that the greater the suffering, the greater the redemption. The greatest sufferers have had the greatest experience of divine consolation. The more the pain hurts, the more God recognizes and, and cracks us, racks us, it rocks us in the cradle of God's arms. And so sometimes it is only in the depth of our deepest hurt that we experience the greatest revelation of God. Are you with me this morning? Um, and so when we think about um, what pressure allows us to do, um, it gives us endurance and endurance gives us the capacity to stand up under adversity, whereas perseverance gives us the capacity to make progress in spite of it. I'm going to say that again. Endurance gives us the capacity to stand up under adversity so that it doesn't crush us, so that we're not kneeling or down or laying on the ground, but we are standing up under the pressure. And then perseverance works with endurance to give us the capacity to make progress uh, in spite of it. What does that mean? That means I'm getting up and I'm moving forward. That's all. Regardless of what comes my way, I'm getting up and I'm moving forward. No matter how much you hurt me, I'm still getting up and I'm moving forward. No matter what life throws up at me, I'm getting up and I'm moving forward. Even if you give me a pink slip, I'm getting up and I'm moving forward. Even if I'm having trouble in my finances, I'm getting up and I'm moving forward. That no matter what comes my way, because of endurance and perseverance, I'm getting up and I'm moving forward. Come on, just tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm getting up and I'm moving forward. In spite of it all, I'm getting up. And I'm moving forward. You are not beat down. You are up. You are standing. And you are moving. Uh, so affliction produces endurance. And endurance produces character. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, that means that when you go through what you've gone through, on the other side of it, you find yourself a little stronger. Uh, on the other side of it, you might find yourself a little wiser. Uh, you may be able to say, I ain't doing that no more. I ain't going there. That means you learn something. On the other side of it, uh, you may find yourself a little better. Why? Because sometimes you don't know who you are until you have to show up in a way that you had had to show up before. What does that mean? Uh, that sometimes you don't know how strong you are until you're put in a position where strength is all you have to put out. 
Um, sometimes you don't know that you can work bail by yourself until your friends have walked away and forsaken you. Um, sometimes you don't know that you can move forward until you cried all night and then gotten up and went to work the next day. Sometimes you don't know that there is somebody out there who can love and respect you until you've had somebody that didn't love you and disrespect you. Sometimes you didn't know that you could get a better job with better benefits until you got fired from the old job with the poor benefits. So what am I saying? You're better for it. You're wiser for it. You're stronger for it. You didn't know all of who you were until you had to produce something that you've never had to produce before. But this word in the Greek, character, is actually dokime. And dokime means building character in a person but it also references what happens when metal goes through fire. When metal goes through fire, all of the impurities that were once in the metal are able to be extracted so that then what comes out on the other side of the fire is said to be proven authentic or genuine. We're all together? Uh, that means that the metal goes into the fire one way, but when it comes out on the other side of the fire, um, it has been tested, um, it is proven, it is authentic, and it is genuine. Sometimes, in order for us to embrace our own authenticity, we have to recognize that it is the fire that we've gone through that has gotten the stuff out of us that we didn't need to carry anymore. Sometimes going through the fire and making it out on the other side helps you to understand that you can leave your doubt behind because the fire has extracted doubt. Sometimes going through the fire can help you understand that you don't have to be fearful because the fire extracted your I'm trying to help somebody to say that sometimes the fire is not there to harm us. Sometimes the fire comes there to help us so that we don't carry things that we don't need anymore so that we can get back to our authentic self, that self that recognizes that we are the beloved of God, that God's spirit rests on us, that in us God finds favor. Anybody here been tested? Anybody been through the fire and came out on the other side stronger? Anybody been through the fire and came out on the other side knowing who you are, that you're more than a conqueror? Through Jesus Christ, anybody came out of the fire and recognized that you're the head and not the tail, that you're above and not beneath, that you're a lender and not a bar. Because if you have, then you've been given boasting privileges. Tell your neighbor, I've got some boasting privileges. Uh, you want to know how to do it? You want to know how to do it? Uh, in 2 Corinthians, Paul writes, 5 
baptized. I've received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I received a stoning. Paul is showing us how to boast. Three times I was shipwrecked for a night and a day. I was adrift at sea on frequent journeys in dangers from rivers and danger from bandits in danger from my own people danger from the Gentiles danger in the city danger in the wilderness danger at sea Paul is showing us how to boast danger from false brothers and sisters in toil and hardship through many a sleepless night hungry and thirsty often without food cold and naked who is weak he says am i not weak who is made to stumble am i not indignant but if i must boast he says i'll boast in the things that show my weakness and in other words shows god's strength paul is teaching us how to boast and i just want to know is there anybody in here that has boasting privileges have you been through the fire have you been through the rain because if you have and you're still here you've got boasting privileges have you been through the heartache have you been through the pain because if you have you've got boasting privileges anybody up in here recognize i've got i've got boasting privileges come on somebody not complaining privileges boasting privileges not doubting privileges boasting privileges i know what it is to go through and come out on the other side better stronger wiser with more strength and more fortitude recognizing that through god all things are possible tell your neighbor trouble is transportation it gets me from where i am to where god wants me to be trouble is transportation it takes my strength and gives me strength so that i can be stronger trouble is transportation it moves me from crying all night to shouting all day trouble is transportation it's taking me somewhere it's getting me somewhere is there anybody here that recognizes that my trouble has brought me a mighty long way through many dangers towards the snares i have already come it was grace 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 it was grace grace that brought me safe thus far and grace will lead us on listen you ain't gotta go looking for trouble 
trouble knows where you live. It will find you. But what will you do with trouble when trouble finds you? Ah, brothers and sisters, I say, just get on board. It's taking you somewhere. It's taking you somewhere. And it's us to us to recognize where we need to go. It's only temporary. Let us not be discouraged and let us not be deceived. God is not mocked. You will make it. How do I know? Because you made it through the last time. Come on, stand up all over the building. So when the enemy is in your ear, as the enemy gets in all of our ears, enemy ain't just picking on you. Enemy don't care if you sitting in the pew or preaching in the pulpit. Enemy will be in your ear. But you've got to remind yourself that you've got history with God. Ah, the last time it didn't feel like you were going to make it. And yet here you are. Here you are. Like ceiling, I'm still here. Ah, you could kill me. You could take me out. You could take my hope. You could take my joy. I'm still here. Maybe a little battered, but still here. Maybe a little bruised, but still here. And stronger than I was before the last time. And so we don't have to question God, why are you doing this to me? It might not be God at all. But we can say, God, you see me. And I read somewhere that all things work together for good. For those of us who love the Lord and are called according to God's purposes. And so I'm believing that it ain't over until it's good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, tell your neighbor you're on your way. Come on, tell your other neighbor you're on your way. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute. If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.